This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top tier lineup. With Leap Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. With Ed Sheeran back at Portman Road, it was only right that we returned to the top of the charts. This is Blue Monday. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast covering all things Ipswich since 2015. My name is Mikey Penty-Smith and this is a live match reaction show looking back at the game against Hull City tonight. And joining me is Mr. Seb Brown. This is getting rather enjoyable, isn't it, Seb? It's brilliant. We just sat in the green room for 30 seconds before coming on air and I said that we used to sit and have to do these after nil-nils against Northampton and nil-nils against Rochdale and... Yeah, what what a performance that was tonight. I know sometimes Rich will say that I get carried away and excitable and, and, and that kind of stuff, but that was just from start to finish. That's got to be one of the best performances under under McKenna I can I can think of. You know, even those great days at, at Barnsley as we closed in on promotion, you know, we had to weather a bit of a storm. But I thought tonight from start to finish, minute one to minute 97, I thought we were exceptional. Every player across the pitch was superb. And, you know, this is a really, really good Hull side. We'll talk about Hull um, in, in, in a minute, but this isn't like the whipping boys of the league we've put to the sword. This is a, a side that hasn't lost in eight, hasn't lost since the opening day of the season. And we've just swatted them to one side pretty effortlessly. I, I, I think it was exceptional. Exceptional, indeed. There's, you're going to run out of superlatives tonight, I think, Seb. <laughs> um, we had a comment at 10 past nine from Darren Harvey, the first comment tonight. Town are purely a class team, class staff and class supporters. Life is good. I think that was at 2-0 as well. Uh, Woody Wood says another top 10 team dispatch. Town ripping it up in the championship. Captain Sam back to steady the ship. What a difference he made, Seb. Very much so. You and me were both at Huddersfield. And Lee Evans has his strengths, you know. He's, he's, he's got a, probably got a better range of kind of long passing than Morsey, but he slows the play down. I think that was the key takeaway from Saturday, whereas as soon as Morsey's back in the side, you know, he's he's all action from minute one. When he's on the ball, he he always makes himself available. He takes so many touches. He's great at breaking the lines because he'll, he'll pick the ball up and look to drive through the middle of the park. He demands those high standards from everybody around him. And I think we really missed him on a... Uh, on Saturday great to have him back in the side and 
And um, yeah, he was like he'd never been away back to his absolute best straight away, wasn't he? He makes such a key difference for us. Evans, like I say, has got a skill set, absolutely no doubt about that. But I think playing the kind of high tempo, high press football we play, Morsey is, you know, leagues above most of the other central midfielders in this division. He's instrumental, isn't he? Nick Maynard um, says, this is quite fun evening, top of the league for now. Uh, just a few more comments before we get into the match. David Hughes, McKenna, what a manager. This team, there isn't a ceiling on them. And Dennis Sullivan says, we are irresistible. Just like you, Sully. Andy Oliver, what a side. That's how you reply to a subpar performance at the weekend. Yeah, we're not going to be brilliant every single game, are we? Um, David Watkins, going up, ain't we? <laughs> um, and, and Mullet's asking her what month we'll get promoted. Getting a little bit carried away, I think, in the comments, but... But why not? If you can't get carried away after a performance like that, when can you, Seb? Um, so let's let's talk about the team news first of all from tonight. And there was there was four changes um, to the team that drew up at Huddersfield at the weekend. Talk us through this lineup, Seb. Yeah, so I guess Williams obviously scoring the goal. He, he he did okay when he came on. I don't think he had the best half, but Clark was clearly being targeted in that first half by the Huddersfield player. So I wasn't surprised to see him drop out, especially when you consider, you know, Villa Genie, the, the the winger, um, big money signing from Villa. He kind of plays on their left. So it made sense maybe to have a slightly more conservative fullback slotting in there. Edmondson was the complete shock, obviously. I'm assuming, let us know in the chat if, if you hear anything about Burgess, if, if there's any post-match stuff from McKenna that reveals it. it, it surely it must be an injury. He's not on the bench, so it must be some sort of injury last minute. He, he didn't seem to have any issues at Huddersfield, so we'll find out about that one in the post-match, I'm sure. We'll mention Edmondson later on, but I thought he was really good, to be fair, having come in and not played much football recently. And then, obviously, you've got the uh, the, the, the Harness and the more Morsey returning was a, a no-brainer. And Harness had done really well. I, I was quite impressed with him at Huddersfield as well. And yeah. last season, I was a bit critical of him when he was coming into games. Brilliant from the start last season, at the kind of the first third of the of the campaign. But when he was coming into games last season off the bench, I did. I remember criticising him a few times, saying he, he often struggled to get up to the, the pace of the game and he wasn't really that effective coming off the bench. But this season, I've been really impressed with him so far he's he adds that energy doesn't he and that that enables you to press so from the front and I think he fully deserved that start because we, me and you were there at Huddersfield I thought he, he came on and did well there so I think he deserved that that start clearly there's an issue with Broadhead he missed out at the weekend and it's you know it's sensible by, by McKenna not to not to risk him if you're not entirely sure Hutchison did did very well didn't he against them um, against Huddersfield and was a constant a constant thorn in their side but I guess it makes sense maybe to drop him out a little bit and I thought Harness was was superb. I thought Harness and Edmondson, I mean, come in having not played that much football. I know they played the the Carabao Cup game, but having not played that much football, I thought they were both really, really good tonight. And Harness gives you that energy from the front, that constant pressing for 90 minutes. And that was really crucial to how we set up tonight. Harness is a funny one, isn't it? I think because of the way he plays, he, he likes to be on the half turn, constantly twisting and turning. I think when you're chasing a goal, sometimes he can be a little bit frustrating because... He will give the ball away, but as he's shown the last um, two or three times he's played, he's got a lovely weight of pass and he's actually a really, really good technical player on on both sides. Um, and Christian Walton back on the bench, Seb? Yeah, so obviously we found that out in this afternoon when Slicker was named in the um, in the under twenty ones and the twenty three squad. So I guess we all kind of expected it to happen. I'll be honest, me and Rich sat here last Thursday, I think it was, and we were debating Walton versus Clyke, and we both said we felt that Walton would come straight back in and probably should come straight back in. But I'll be honest, after the performance at the weekend on on Saturday when he made those was it four crucial saves, and then again tonight the 
pre-assists or the uh, you know the long balls forward and stuff and the, the the things he can give you where he's constantly playing so high and he's on the halfway line he can just get that attack sort of popping straight away I'm starting to maybe think that it's his shirt to lose at the moment I was again a really impressive night for him it really was and Seb you're you've got quite the reputation for knowing loads about our opposition <laughs> um you, you laugh but that that is genuinely the case how much do you know about this whole team then? Talk, talk us through this lineup. A um, couple of um, pretty well-known names that have played a lot of games in the Premier League, like Connolly came through at Brighton. Seri was at Fulham for a few years. And then Delap is uh, the son of, he of the long throw, Rory, isn't he? <laughs> Yeah, and obviously you've got um, uh, you've got Christy there as well, who played at Fulham, I think, as well. So they, they, they're missing two of their big players. Obviously, Regan Salter, the central midfielder, he was he was missing. Philogenes, the kind of the big threat, the winger they signed for big money in the summer. I think he's got a couple of a couple of assists so far this season. Connolly has started the season in really good form. I think it's five goals so far this year. They kind of had Delap playing slightly withdrawn. Obviously, he's very highly rated and come through the uh, the City Academy. And Ozan Tufan was the other big bonus that he wasn't featuring tonight. He started the season pretty well but he wasn't playing either I thought that it was beneficial to have Owen Coyle uh, sorry not Owen Coyle uh, Coyle the um, the right-footed player at uh, at left back I thought Burns was kind of maybe licking his lips at the at the prospect of that but they're a solid team they're you know they've, they've started the season really well as I said earlier they, they haven't lost since the opening day when they lost to Norwich in the 95th 96th minute I think it was so they have started this season really well Liam Rossini has got them playing a kind of a slow, methodical, build-up kind of style of football. They play out from the back like we do. So to quote Mick McCarthy, they were certainly no mugs. Absolutely. Mullet says, Seb from Wales, in it? You'll have to no say idea. that as a... I, yeah, I think, I think he was referring to me as being Welsh, not Northern on the weekend, if I remember rightly. I think this is a, a little Harry from Bath sort of gag here. So <laughs> oh, right. Okay, right. Harry, right. Harry was the one that famously delved into the opposition forums, yeah. wasn't he? Um right, let's uh let's get into this game then. Um Hull actually started the game pretty strong, didn't they, and showed us what they were what they were about um in those first sort of six minutes of the game. But six minutes actually was all it took for Ipswich to to take the lead. Just Ipswich at their very best and Burns at his very best, wasn't it? It was, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, he's not he's not scored so far this season, has he? And he's kind of he's been playing really well, I thought, and I was delighted for him. Somebody in our Telegram, I think it was Dan, compared it to the Fabian Wilness versus Man United oh, goal yeah. from nice. twenty three years ago under the lights, and it did kind of have those vibes. Obviously, it's Davis that that picks the ball up for some reason. Christie kept letting Davis kind of have loads of space on the left hand side, which I thought was strange. So it's a crossfield ball to Davis. Chaplin does brilliantly here. He's kind of pointing to Davis where he wants the ball to go, and that drags. Coil inside, doesn't it? Which leaves Burns in acres of space. It comes across to him, takes that lovely touch, fires it home, and that's exactly what you want. You know, when you're playing a side who are in good form and playing well, then you want to get off that really good start and force them to kind of come out against you. And it was a great hit from Burns, great movement from Chaplin to drag the defender out to create the space. Two assists tonight for Davis. I'm sure we'll discuss him at some point. He's gone on to four assists for the uh, uh, for the season now, and just a really worked team goal from from back to front. And that was kind of the the, the the basis of what was going to come. Yeah, that that dummy from Chaplin as well was yeah. just so intelligent. It was just a, a, just a fantastic goal and Wes Burns at, at his very best. So Seb, um, you told me while we were in the green room uh, that uh, you were watching on the Sky Red button tonight. I think about 10 minutes into the game, Ian Westlake made the observation that we were, uh, Burns was 
really pressing the left back out out wide. No, sorry, he was coming. No, sorry, I'll repeat. He was coming inside the fullback, making him try and play it up the line with his left foot because he was a right-footed um, player playing in the wrong position. And yeah. you could really see that plan playing out in front of your eyes. And Burns, Burns looked back to his best. He was really dangerous. Obviously, first, first goal for the season, first goal of the season for him. Michael Warner says, great goal from Burns. He covered so much ground tonight. Um, Mullet says, love the touch from Burns to kill it and take his shot too. Yeah, he used the... Um, Used the defender brilliantly there and just whipped it across the goalkeeper. Made it look so simple. Um, We're pressing really aggressively, passing the ball nicely, but uh, Hull came close to an equaliser in the 16th minute with Connolly sort of squirming a shot wide after good play from Delap. Delap showed a good burst of pace, but Edmondson looked like he'd he'd recovered, put a good sort of tackle in, but then uh, Delap has managed to clip the ball um, back in the direction of Connolly, a little bit of a let off there. Um, it was, yeah, I thought, chances. It was, yeah. I thought her fridge did really well there, fridge Edmondson. I thought Edmondson did really, really well there to recover because it looked like Delap had the run on him at start, and I was thinking he was in behind, but he kind of looks to shuffle it back, doesn't he? And then I think Delap just sticks out a leg, doesn't he, and gets a bit lucky with the the ball falling to uh, to Connolly, but thankfully, obviously, puts it wide. And that was their first real kind of effort on, on on goal their first kind of spell of, of, of sustained they had like a 10 maybe 12 minute spell I thought halfway through the first half where they started to come into the game a little bit um we like we said play out from the back and they have that kind of methodical build up don't they as as, as Liam Racing has got them playing so that was their first threat but I thought Emerson did well to recover there and that'll give his confidence a, a, a really big boost because obviously he's had a you know last what 15 months he's been in and out of the side barely featured barely featured in match squads to be fair this season he's not really on the bench anymore is he and I think that was a uh, that was a pretty decent confident boost for him. It was indeed. Um, Harness has a shot at the other end after linking up with Davis. That front three really gelling nicely. Chaplin was just on it, wasn't he? Uh, Luongo has a great low effort just wide on 36. Luongo is just a player at the top of his game at the moment, isn't he? Um, 41st minute. Haladki is pressed by two hull forwards, turns them both inside out. Could you talk us through what happens next, Seb? Ice in his veins. What play that was. Yeah, just lovely little knocks the ball out to, to Davis on the left-hand side. Calm as you like from Gladke. And that's what he gives you. He had, I think he had one a few minutes before where he nearly kind of gave the ball away. But what I like about him is that, you know, what I like about this whole side is we just keep doing it because they've got such faith in, in McKenna and what they've been coached for the last 18 months that this is how we're going to play. Some people might get a little bit jittery about it, but, you know, we, we know how we're going to play. And, and, and when it works, like we saw there, it can just calm teams to bits so Flanky come as you like bypasses the two hull players and, and, and passes it to Davis little ball inside to I think it's Harness or, or Luongo and the ball kind of gets cut out we get a bit lucky the, the ball gets cut out but then Harness you spoke about him technically earlier on the half turn that that kind of reverse pass because Davis has kept his run going that reverse pass into him is absolutely superb and then how many times did we see this last season? 15 times, you know, Lord, uh, uh, Chaplin is, is so intelligent. He just hangs back a little bit. For some reason, the whole players all kind of go into the box. Davis is in acres of space. He can pick him out. The whole players are probably expecting a cross to the back post where Hurst is lurking instead. It's played along the ground, and we've seen this so many times. The one touch to set himself from Chaplin, the placement into the, 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 the top corner was exceptional. A lovely goal, you know, from back to front 
carved them to pieces and exceptional work there from Plackey, Davis, Harness, and the finish was was exquisite by Chaplin. Four for the season for him now, so he got a bit of criticism I saw on, on social media after Huddersfield. People were saying that he's maybe not been quite at his, uh, quite at his best so far this season, so another exceptional goal, and when we play like that, teams can't live with us, can they? No. Um, yeah, Jules says, we play so quick, teams yeah. can't cope. Um, it was poetry emotion, wasn't it? Skip says some of the football was breathtaking. That move where Chaplin's shot was blocked would have been goal of the season. Yeah, that came between Chaplin's goal and um, the end of the half. It was just an absolutely fantastic move. Um, cut, cuts back to Chaplin and he has a shot that was blocked. But yeah, if he just scored that, blimey, uh, we'd be talking talking about that until midnight um, and long into the long into the weekend, Seb. Um, Let's go into the second half. Um, Connolly wasted a pretty decent chance at the start of the second half as Edmondson sort of slides in, doesn't doesn't get a block in, and Wolfenden goes to ground as well, and he sort of skews it skews it wide. Um, Hurst has a weak shot saved at the other end. Fifty second minute, we have a penalty shout. Looked like Wolfenden was dragged to the ground um, by I think it was is it Doyle or Coyle. I think it was Coyle, well, wasn't it? Yeah, Coyle. Yeah, yeah they, he stayed down, didn't he? With a, with like a nosebleed, I think, the yeah. Sky were reporting. And he had to, he was obviously down for a good... That's where the bulk of the, the added time came on. So I, yeah. I didn't see a replay of it. I don't know what happened. I guess they were just but, grappling. and Yeah, a bit of, bit of grappling there. Yeah. I think it was a decent shout for a penalty. I think he's ended up taking an arm to the, um, an arm to the face from Wolfenden, but it was by no means a foul. You know, sometimes when you get that kind of lengthy stoppage, it, it can take a bit of the a bit of the zip out of the performance, a bit of a sting out of the game. And I guess we were maybe a little bit worried that that's what might happen with that lengthy stoppage. You know, the players are having to kind of recirculate the balls and the pitch to keep themselves ticking over and keep themselves warm. But as soon as the game restarted, we just went back exactly how we kind of finished before the uh, uh, before that injury. We were popping it around lovely, and the, the high energy and the high press continued. Indeed, Mullet says he. Foul Wolfie and went off with a dislocated sense of dignity. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that my internet is back now, so so let's carry on. Um, let's talk about the third goal. Seb, we t- talked about those flowing flowing moves from from back to front. This was another back to front goal, wasn't it? But of a different kind. It was, yeah, old fashioned route one. Call it what you will. It's a it's a lovely pinpoint ball out from Plaggy, and obviously Hurst is uh, is grappling with the the centre back. Was it Greaves? I think the centre back grappling with him, and he goes down wanting a foul. But Hurst is just strong. I thought Hurst was really good all night. I thought he kind of you know his his build up play in a layoff for Harness in the first half that was was exceptional. So it's a lovely ball forward from Plaggy, and it's a, a you know Hurst does brilliantly to chase it down. He cuts inside to the box. You think he's going to have a shot, and it kind of rolls across, and there's Harness to stick it in, maybe with the aid of a deflection I'm not sure but Harness fully deserved that for his performance I thought he was exceptional all night I thought he was really really impressive fully deserved that goal and another example of how we can mix things up you know we've seen in the in the first half we've kind of gone back to front quickly on two occasions to kind of cut them open and and strike and then that one is kind of a more old-fashioned shall we say a ball down the middle strong center forward play uh great hold up work from Hurst a, a cut back and then so the midfielder running in so it, it just shows the the kind of repertory of, of, of the in our armory that the goals we have in our locker is, is absolutely brilliant and yeah, a really fitting before. I'm glad to get the third goal and a really fitting goal for Harness because I thought he was. I thought he was exceptional, to be honest. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? I mean, he was definitely a candidate for man of the match. I think think it went to Wes Burns. Not really surprised him with the goal that he scored, but but yeah, there was a couple of um, other decent candidates. Harness definitely being one of them. Um, maybe George Edmondson as well. Um, 
Hull had a penalty shout on 74. Uh, Twine was brought down by by Williams. Ref wasn't interested. I, I That looked like a penalty to me, Seb. And Ian Westlake I, thought it was as well. I think we got away with one. I think it was. It was Williams, wasn't it? I think, yeah, Williams goes in on him. And I, I thought that was, to be honest with you. I think, we, I think we dodged one there. And I guess that then evened itself out with the one a few minutes later at the other end on Hutchinson. Because I thought that was. But equally, I thought the one on Twine was as well. And they wouldn't have, you know, if, if that if that had yeah, if that had been given and they end up scoring it, then they, they they wouldn't really have deserved that because I thought they were pretty toothless all night and we were in complete control and that would have put a pretty unfair kind of you know um, image on the on the scoreline. Yeah, Jules says definitely a pen, but we should have had one as well. Um, Joe Cook says Liam Delap looks a good player for Hull. I, I'd agree with that. He's got some serious pace, hasn't he, Seb? He has, yeah. Played well, I thought. Obviously, he's come through the City Academy, had a loan spell last season at presumably, I think it was Stoke, wasn't it? I think his dad got him that one there at Stoke. And yeah, he looks like a, looks like a player, but you know, coming from a club like Man City, you have to be exceptional to make it there. But if he doesn't and he drops down a division, then I, I think he could certainly do a job at, at the Championship. He looked really quick and looked really good all night. Indeed. On, on 80, um, our whole front four has taken off. Jackson, Ladapo, Scarlett and Hutchison come on. Uh, Taylor comes on for Luongo at the start of stoppage time. Um, maybe a little bit harsh that Taylor didn't get more game time, but uh, it's the game sort of fizzled out. Um, Ladke made a decent save from Delap, who we who we mentioned impressed us. Um, so that was that. Seb, job done. Three nil win um, against Hull City at home. Another fantastic result. Top of the league. Twenty five points from a possible thirty. It's just incredible, isn't it? Got a comment here from. Zora Ark, we've now scored the most points in the first 10 games in championship history of a newly promoted team. Southampton's total was 22. Starting to, don't know about you, Seb, I'm starting to believe. I, yeah, happen, I, think, I, I think I am because every single time we, you know, we have a, a, a ropey performance, shall we say, like at the weekend at Huddersfield, we, we bounce back in really impressive style, you know, so we lose to Leeds and we follow up with a victory and then same again, Huddersfield away, we weren't great, we couldn't get ourselves going and then tonight was, as I said at the start of the show, one of the best 90 minutes I think we've seen under Kieran McKenna. So yeah, I mean, at what part do we start to get excited? People say, don't look at the league table till you're 10 games in. Well, tonight we are 10 games in, we're averaging 2.5 uh, 2.5 points per game apparently that's the, the 15th game in a row we've scored two goals at home um, stretching back to, to kind of last February everything about the club is is incredible you know you've got Ed Sheeran pouring pints in the churchman's it's just <laughs> such an amazing San Miguel's yeah it's an amazing place to be and and yeah you know we we are up there we fully deserve it Preston is a is, is going to be another kind of you know a, a decent test for us the weekend and it's not inconceivable that we go into this international break you know on on what 20 28 points that would be insane incredible you know when we got relegated under Hurst or the Hurst Lambert season we, we didn't even get that to that did we I think we got less than 30 points that year so you know it's it's an incredible start and the longer this continues the more excited we can all get. And what's great is that players drop out, players come in. I know we spoke about Evans and Morsey, maybe the, the drop off there, but you know, tonight Edmondson's come in for his first league start for probably since January, February time. And he's slotted in nicely and done really well. Harness has come in tonight and looked really great. You know, we have this squad that is capable of kind of going out there and doing, you know, it doesn't matter who, who drops off the, the levels do not, do not drop. Everyone's so well coached, so well drilled. Everyone knows exactly what they need to do. And therefore, whatever is put in front of us, we, we can just, you know, cope with it and, and deal with it. And yeah, I was impressed tonight. I had this down as a draw to be honest with you. I thought we'd beat Huddersfield 
draw tonight, beat Preston. And I thought, okay, that'll be a decent seven points from the week. But yeah, to, to, to do that to a side in such good form is, is so impressive. And yeah, I mean, at what point are we allowed to get really, really excited? Rich won't get excited until it's mathematically done. Uh, but I might start to get excited a little bit if we continue this going into kind of November, December time. Indeed. And what, what makes you think it's going to be a draw against Preston at the weekend, Seb? No, sorry. I'm going to draw tonight there? against Hull. And, uh, no, I meant I meant a draw tonight against Hull, sorry, and a victory against Preston. I thought we'd take seven points from the week. I thought beat Huddersfield, draw with Hull because they were on such a good run of form and they do score goals and then beat Preston at the weekend. So that was my that was my plan for the week. And obviously, if we still beat Preston on Saturday, it still worked out seven points. Yeah, I was just get. I I was hoping that you said you expect it to be a draw against Preston, said because that's what always happens ahead of our live shows, and there are still tickets available. Um, just go to our socials, go to our website. Um, it's all it's all up there. Um, get a ticket for get a ticket for the Preston game if you're not going already, and then stay with us um, at BT's after the game, and then join us. For the live show, we've got Luke Chambers coming down, haven't we, Seb? It's going to be a pretty special night, hopefully. It's going to be brilliant, yeah. We've got extended opening hours at BT, so people don't have to go into town and come back. We're starting slightly earlier than last time. We've got Luke Chambers coming in, you know, captain of so many games, saw so many different regimes, managers and stuff in his time there, so he'll have some great stories to tell. Uh, it's going to be a superb night, you know, and if we can follow it up after a uh, after a really good performance like we did tonight against Preston, then come to BT's, have a drink with us. We're all going to be chatting football for a few hours. It'll be an excellent way to spend your Saturday night if you go to blue monday itfc check us out on the socials all the links are there to get the tickets or if you join us on telegram i think there are some still some discounted tickets left as well so yeah it'd be great to see as many of you as we can in the sir bobby robson suite on saturday night it will indeed and a wonderful chance for people to meet not only luke chambers but david diamond as as well um not one (laughs) to be missed uh, I'm going to dip into a few few more comments here. Charlie D. Harness, so pleased for him. He was he was great tonight. Um, Zorro Ark, if you could if you could give us the final Ipswich Witches result, or unless you know it, Seb, uh, two sets of Tigers and we tamed them both up the town and the Witches. Ipswich Witches Speedway, obviously, they're in the first leg of their their Premiership final tonight. Uh, it's the home the home leg, so they need a bit of an advantage after that one. Uh, Skip Intro says, Harness Man of the Match for me, like a phoenix from the flames. I think you could say the same about George Edmondson as well, uh, maybe to a, a lesser degree. And how about this? Uh, really puts us to shame. Simon Potter just flew in from Sydney to witness that. Sensational. Um, wow. Yeah, we, we, couldn't, we couldn't make it there tonight, but we're here, but we're here joining in with everyone, <laughs> aren't we? So we're contributing in our own way. Gord Young, fantastic performance. Uh, he was worried about Hull, but we absolutely kept them pressed in and dominated them. It wasn't just the result, was it, Seb? It was not just the performance either, but the tactical plan that was there in front of us was just brilliant to watch, wasn't it? Yeah, it was so clear from minute one. You know, we, we've spoken in the past about how we always have faith in McKenna to out-coach opposition managers. Liam Rosina is an incredibly high-rated manager. I was very impressed with him when he was kind of Rooney's number two at Derby. And then I thought he deserved a, a better crack of the whip at Derby, to be honest with you. You know, they kind of made him this interim coach while they were clearly looking to bring in somebody else. They end up bringing up Paul Warren and he up, goes up to goes up to Harley's kind of implemented this style on them. 
there were some criticisms at the weekend I saw following. I think they drew 1-1 at the weekend. And there was some criticism and he was saying, I want to play out from the back. Maybe I need to educate fans of you know how we're going to play. But they've started this season really well and they just couldn't live with us, could they? You know, it was it reminded me of some games last season where we were just absolutely relentless. You know, the attacking play is just non-stop and we just blow sides away. And that's exactly how I thought it ended up tonight. Absolutely. Paul Paul Garrigan says, if you come to Portman Road to play football, we'll outplay you. Great team performance, come on you blues. What are you expecting from Preston, Seb? Well, they, we got wait? Kind of... we've got to wait for that, haven't we? We've got to join yeah. you with, join you for the pre-match. Yeah, I won't give too much away. Join me and Rich live eight o'clock on Thursday night. It will be this week um, for the, the the Preston preview. Obviously, they've got Leicester tomorrow night, haven't they? So they got absolutely thumped at the weekend. Was it 4-0, I think, by West Brom? And they're going up against Leicester tomorrow night before facing us at the uh, at the weekend. So that's going to be a really kind of difficult week for them. Uh, but tune in with me and Rich and we'll discuss the, the danger men, what to expect, patterns of play, styles of play, all that good stuff on Thursday night. I, w- I won't give away my hand uh, yet. And that's in no way because I haven't done any of the research yet, so I don't need to be blagging it. Mullet makes a good point here. Uh fact that losing Burgess, Morsey and Luongo in January, that's potentially uh, for a month, makes it pleasing that Fridge looks good again. It yeah, is important that we get, get minutes in the legs of these fringe players. It is, yeah, because that that could well happen. You know, an Elkin Baggett might end up going away with the under twenty threes uh, at some point, as well the Indonesia under twenty threes or under twenty ones at some point as well. So, yeah, it's important to keep these guys ticking over. The cup run helps with that, obviously. You know, Fulham in three weeks' time, whenever it is, four weeks' time, will help with those squad players a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, it's, I thought he looked really good. To be fair, you know, he's he's kind of he has struggled sometimes in that left sided centre back role, but I thought he came back in and he made a few good strong early challenges good few aerial clearances did well with that recovery against the lap I know we, I know we ended up getting the sticking out a leg and getting the ball past him but I was impressed with him it was much more the Edmondson we'd seen from a couple of years ago under Paul Cook and then Kieran McKenna rather than the one we saw last season who was making you know a few kind of jitters and a few mistakes here and there hopefully he's uh, he's over that injury that's kind of plagued him for the last the last two years he was good by all accounts against Wolves last week I didn't see that one but he was good apparently and strong back up to his old self that last weekend uh, last last midweek and, and hopefully now it'll be a decent uh, a, a decent run out for him and he can go again if needed at the weekend I guess we'll have to wait and see what the issue with Burgess it must be an injury because he wasn't on the bench so we'll have to wait and see whatever's happened to him in, in training or whatever. And then we'll see if, if, if Edmondson is needed again uh, on Saturday against Preston. And if he does, then I've got no issues at all with him stepping up because he was really good tonight. Okay, with all of this talk about the importance of s- s- squad depth, this is a perfect segue to bring in Richard Woodward, fresh from the lower Sir Bobby Robson stand. How was that oh. for you, Seb? <laughs> Rich, sorry. Yeah, well, your the the whole backline seems as stable as your internet, Mikey. I've <laughs> run up the road because you're having a mm. bit of glitching. So apologies for that, everyone. But yeah, um, just stunning performance yet again. You know this this team just continues to shock and surprise us in the best way possible. Um, and you know the the things that to take out of tonight that probably are different is a clean sheet at home. You know it's been a while since. One of those, um, the Stoke game, I think, is probably the only clean sheet, correct me if I'm wrong, we've had so far this season. So good to get that kind of, um, you know, there's a lot of criticism about how open we were and holler to borrow a Sebism, to borrow a Mickism, no mugs, fifth of the division going into this game. So to shut them out and to control the game so completely is just excellent. And um, and it's about the squad as well. You know, uh, Williams has come in from 
you know, a, an excellent, well, Seb was a bit skeptical, wasn't he, about the second half performance of Huddersfield. He obviously got the goal and, and you know, this got us to the point, but he's come in and, and been excellent. Harness has come in and been excellent. Edmondson has been has come in and been excellent tonight. And it's it's funny, isn't it? We kind of bemoan the, the cup competitions when we were crapping them. But actually, out of that Wolves victory last week, Harness probably wasn't, you know, Harness was there or thereabouts, but has now played himself into a starting position. Edmondson has confirmed that we can rely on him as well. So there's just so much, Mikey, so much positivity to take out of tonight, apart from the fact that we've we've won 3-0. Absolutely. Oh, I mean, as you can see, Mikey, do you want me to take over? I'm, I'm struggling here, so you're going to have to take over, mate. That's okay. No problem. We'll do a substitution. Second half substitution. <laughs> Cheers, Mikey. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. There we go. So give us, give us the view from inside the stadium. So we were discussing the impressive performances, obviously, of Edmondson, of Williams, of Harness. Who really stood out for you tonight and who was the kind of the key difference maker? Um, it's a great question, that. I, I, I heard you guys talk about Hurst and Chaplin as I was walking up the road and I, I agree with you. I think there is... Um, there were some questions about their contributions to the team. And, and for me, Chaplin has, has kind of obviously scored a really great goal, uh, has had a, a massive say in the first goal as well. And to me, has, has kind of re- replaced, you know, w- or, or got back to the form that we know that he's fully capable of. So, yeah, I think that, that was a big headline for me tonight. And and as you say, Harness, I think, is, I, I wouldn't, I think he used the word exception. You used the word exceptional, didn't you, earlier? For Harness, yeah, I thought yeah. he was superb. I thought he was. I thought he I was really superb. impressive. Yeah, I, and he was probably pushing it for man of the match for me tonight as well. Yeah, um, but I, I think that's just the the biggest thing for me. Um, and you, you and I did the Haladki Walton debate last week, didn't we, on <laughs> Thursday in the pre-match show? And and now I'm in the <laughs> same camp as you. 
I said the air to Mikey. We sat here a few nights ago and we said we both felt Walton will come back in and should come back in as the number one. But I'll be honest, I was at Huddersfield and there were four huge saves there from Plagge to really keep us in the game. And then tonight, I know how much you bloody love the term pre-assist, um, but I there's do. there's definitely one. There's arguably he's very involved in the second one. And, you know, are we going to miss that kind of having the goalkeeper so high up the pitch when we're looking to attack who can just start attacks rolling instantly? You know, have we maybe got to realise that Maybe Fulton is got to be a, a bit patient and sit this one mm. out. Yeah, well, uh, it's really tricky at this point. And as you say, you know, Haladki has, has made two really telling contributions. He hasn't had a huge amount of saves to make, but it's the attacking stuff, isn't it? Um, Mikey's doing his best to police the chat. We're aware there's some um, some numpties in the chat, so our best advice is to ignore the idiots, and we'll do the job of trying to remove them. But give us your thoughts as well if you've just get if you're just getting in like me from the game and want to give us your man of the match um, and give us your thoughts ahead of Preston as well. Obviously, Seb and I will be back Thursday live, 8pm, to talk about Preston in more detail as well. A few bits, other bits and pieces to plug as well. Um, live show of, as well. I don't know if you guys have spoken we've about live that. show. Yeah, we've done yeah. that. We've, we've, we've spoken about that and directed people to the socials and Blue Monday ITFC to, to get all the details there. We've explained Telegram and hopefully we'll see as many of the guys as we can after another impressive performance against Preston for a, a, a jolly good evening of chatting about football in Ipswich Town. Jolly hopefully good. still being top jolly of the league. Mike, Mikey asked me a question. I've got a question for you. Mikey asked me a question. At what point do we start to get excited about things? I mean, I know you Are you not excited about things already? I am. Obviously, but you know, I, I, even I, me, are you excited uh, about this? Are you? Oh, fair play. Like, I thought you'd still be the, the barometer of kind of no, sensibleness. And, okay, I'm, ex- I'm as excited as David Bergen is, who is on the super stickers. David, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for the super sticker, folks. You can do likewise down in the chat as well. If you're watching on YouTube, there's a button to do that as well. But we just love a thumbs up as well. So do give us a thumbs up if you enjoyed tonight's victory, if, you, uh, if you're if you enjoying what we're doing here as well. So thank you so much, David, for your continued support of the podcast. Um, Adam's confirmed. I know you were debating it when I joined. Burgess was rested. I was under the impression, I was told by a guy, uh, the guy that I sit next to or someone in the stand that Burgess was out on the pitch for the okay. warm-up. So I don't think it was anything serious. Um, I think McKenna clearly, as Adam has suggested here, was rested. Uh, I assume, Adam, that's come from McKenna's post-match. Do let us know if there's anything else we can glean from that as well. Um, Michael, uh, good to see you as well. Thought Bass improved his long kicker tonight. Well, yeah, for the third goal, Seb. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, Hurst is another one as well. So we, we talked about Chaplin's improvement. Hurst, better tonight, I think. I still am frustrated that we're getting crosses in and he's not really getting on the end of them. Um, there was quite a lot of him trying to be really smart. And, you know, Marcus Stewart was did a really great interview, I think in the summer, uh, where he was talking about this kind of one run for the defender and then one run for the move to the, to try and get the ball and score the goal. And I'm just not sure George Hess has necessarily got that down, but did fantastic work for the third goal, didn't he? He did, yeah, and he was good against Huddersfield. To be fair, you know, he was kind of when 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 he's in the mood for it. I think he's really some of his hold up play could be exceptional. There's one in the first half tonight, wasn't there, where he kind of laid it off the harness to have a uh, a snapshot. And I thought his all round game tonight was good. And typified with that third goal, like you say, it was a uh, me and Mikey discussed. You know, the first two goals were examples of us being able to kind of carve teams open, move the ball at pace, look to exploit you know width, and and this was a bit of an old fashioned kind of long ball forward, wasn't it? It was lucky down the down to Hurst. Hurst is 
grappling with, I think it's Greaves, the centre-half, who wanted a foul, but it, it wasn't. He kind of spun him, and then it's his kind of hard work to keep the ball in, get himself into the area. You think he's going to get a shot off, and he kind of puts it back across, and then Harness is there, Johnny on the spot to, to tap it home. So, no, I was impressed with Hurst again tonight. I thought he was good against Huddersfield as well. I know what you're saying in terms of the, you know, does he maybe... The goal contributions that probably I'm... But, but I'm is, yeah. is, is, that, is that the role of him in a Kieran McKenna well, side yeah. as, as the main yeah. striker? You know, if Broadhead, Chaplin, Burns all get kind of double figures, then, then you know, if he gets somewhere between 10, 12 goals for the season, he's, he's done his job, hasn't he? Yeah, it's a fair point. Yeah, and, you know, uh, there's, there's um, some stuff coming in from McKenna's post-match on... Uh, here we go. No injury for Burgess. Uh, uh, McK- thank you, Zorak. McKenna thought Edmondson worked well versus Delap. Yeah, tactical decision. Yeah, Edmondson's a bit quicker than Burgess, I guess. So I guess that does make sense, yeah. Um, but Zorak has also added Lee Evans has injured his MCL um, surgery tomorrow. He'll be out for quite a while, um, but should sort this issue out once and for. I mean, that's really sad news for Lee Evans, Seb. But as you guys have already talked about, that you could see the difference tonight with Morsey coming straight back into the team. Yeah. Um, it's there's probably a need to strengthen in that area of the pitch, isn't there for January? I know the guys in in Telegram group have already been looking ahead to January and the um, the African Cup of Nations for Morsey. And what's the is it the, is it yeah, the Australian Oceana thing? Ocean, yeah, Mal- there, what's it called? Do you know? Uh, it's Oceana, isn't it? Oceana is Cup or something? Okay, fine. Sounds yeah. like that sounds legit. It might be that might be a football manager FIFA, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a pro Evo name, isn't it? When you yeah, can't it get a license. Yeah. But no, we had um we had a uh, mullet asked that question instead about Burgess and Luongo and Morsey. You know, if we can get minutes into the likes of uh the likes of Edmondson and stuff tonight, then it, it makes that a little bit easier if we do lose those players for a month come January. Yeah. Um another stat that I clocked tonight, I don't know if you guys have, have called it as well. Sky mentioned that fifteen home games in a row we scored two or more goals. Two goals. Yep. Just so impressive. crazy, isn't it? And Mullet's adding here fifth, 14 different scorers this season, I think I saw on Twitter. Um, yeah, Michael mentioning main job is to make the space yeah. for the, th- the th- three slash four behind him. Um, uh, Nick, great question. Are either of you, um, are either of you, how deeply impressed with the surprising depth? Yeah, I mean, let me try and translate that question for you, Seb. We were bemoaning maybe on deadline day that there wasn't another body in the building to quote you um how are you feeling about that now it hasn't proved to be an issue so far has it you know we're still only 10 games into the season and you know the 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 international breaks are useful for getting players back and you know when we come back after that november one and we hit that kind of is it six seven games i think in december then the squad will be fully tested with kind of midweek games here there and everywhere but so far everyone has just stepped up you know the players Mm -hmm. we had concerns about in pre-season i'm fairly sure i sat with you and we were saying oh i think we need a left-sided centre-back to come in and Cameron Burgess has stepped up effortlessly, you know, and we were wondering would Ladapo be and, and, and Hurst be enough kind of between them and, and they're doing really well as well. So at the moment, you know, the squad looks okay. It will be tested if players do go away. If we do lose Morsey, Luongo and Burgess for three, four weeks in, in January, that will hurt and I'm sure they've got a, a plan for that. But even the, you know, some of the players like uh, Caden Jackson, for example, you know, he, he's contributed at times this season. Harness, who a lot of people in the summer were saying he could be the one to move on. You know, our squad limit is the absolute max yeah is he an easy player to move on and maybe look to free up a squad space and bring in an upgrade he's been superb i think he fully deserved his start today and then he bangs out what i would say is probably a a man of the match performance so the whole squad has just moved up a level further from last season and it's great to see and touch wood at the moment i think the only player we really probably couldn't replace uh, as we saw on on saturday is if if, if we lost morsey for any kind of long term he'd be the one player i would think oh shit we're kind of going to struggle a little bit here 
Yeah, that feels like an area for recruitment. Obviously, there's a bit of debate again in Telegram about El Mazzuni, but El Mazzuni might get caught up by Tunisia for the African Cup of Nations as well. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, that would be ironic, wouldn't it? Um, uh, evening to Tommy, just joining us. Any late, uh, any news on Burgess? Fridge playing well. Yeah, we we think Burgess was a tactical decision, so no concerns about injuries. But Evans um, has got a sustained period out um, with surgery needed. Apparently, that's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, do give us your players of the match, by the way. Give us your thoughts in the chat for that. We will go on as long as you guys keep. Uh, giving us your thoughts. Just continuing the thought on the squad depth, Seb, and this was brilliant tonight to be sat in the North Stand, 3-0 up, and at 75 minutes or whatever it is, <laughs> McKenna can bring on Amari Hutchinson, Freddie Ladapo, uh, who else came on? Caden Jackson. Jackson. Uh, Jack and, uh, obviously Dane, came on a bit. Dane and Dane Scarlett. Scarlett as well. So, I mean, that strength and depth is there as well. And Broadhead is, is sat at the bench still as well. You know, this um, is the squad game that... Uh, I'm sure it's deliberate on McKenna's part, but it's just so strong. And when you've been so relentless, when you've taken control of the game, you've kind of, you know, there was there's bits in the in the game where we couldn't obviously sustain that relentless high press, the high intensity attacks. So we just let them have the ball for a bit and, you know, kept them at arm's length. But when you've kind of tired them out mentally and physically, and you can bring on the likes of those players, it's just a different level, isn't it? And we kind of thought, well, this is mainly still a League One team, but now... I mean, look at the league table, Seb. This is a championship team. Well, isn't well established now, isn't it? It is, yeah. It got to about 70 minutes, and I was thinking, this is strange that we haven't made any subs yet. And I thought, well, that's, that's not normally McKenna's pretty religious in his, his kind of 60, 65 minute changes, isn't he? But, you know, with, as you said, the players that came on that maybe there were some concerns about in the summer were absolutely brilliant. And it must be soul destroying. Imagine if you're all that fullback who's had Wes Burns running you down kind of for the, for 75 minutes. You think, right, brilliant. He's going off. And then you see Caden Jackson, who's even quicker. He's about to come on and take his place. It must be soul destroying for the opposition. We yeah. said this last year, didn't we? we were, when we were facing the kind of the, the size that we should be kind of beating last year in League One, we did say it must be soul destroying to see the, the depth of our squad. And all those players have just stepped up to championship level. And now it must be equally soul destroying for these kind of established yeah, was Zorak saying it's a championship championship team? I thought it was a Premier League team. Wow. Um, it's, give it, it's looking give it that six way. months. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's crazy, isn't it? Um, Michael's going for Morsey. Um, his jewels, I make jewels. Can't give a man of the match to the whole team. Um, well, you can, Jules. You can do whatever you want. Um, you can give a man the match to the whole team. There you go. Um, David here, Seb, um, whole squad has moved up a level as a unit. No individual stars, just all stars. Yeah, fair play. Uh, Davis, man of the match for David. Or, or assist now for Davis so far this season. Yeah. Two before tonight, two tonight. So he's on four. He's on course for, for what did he get last year? Was it 15, 16, it? I think? Was it? Okay. Maybe not was, that. Was Maybe it, that high? I, I thought know. it was like 11 or 12, wasn't it? Something like You're that. making Someone me doubt myself. Put it, put it in the chat if you know what Someone he got last season. But he's, yeah, he's on, he's on his way to double figures again this year, isn't he? Yep. Um, Jason's going for Morsey. Um, John Uffy, Morsey, Hladke. Uh, Vladky, uh, just combining the two names together. That's great. Harness, Edmondson and Williams. Yeah, talk to me about Williams, Seb, with a view to Preston. Who starts at right back for you on Saturday? Williams, I think it's his shirt to lose at the moment. I think we saw in some of the games earlier this season, sides were targeting our right-hand flank, weren't they, a little bit? And there was an argument about, you know, is Burns getting back to help Clark out? Is Clark up to match match sharpness? I thought I thought Williams wasn't amazing at Huddersfield, to be honest, when he came around. I know he got the goal, um, but I thought he wasn't amazing. But tonight, I thought he was, he was absolutely superb. You know, the way he kind of settled into the game and he's just got that... 
you can see he's come from a Premier League side, I think, a Premier League academy with his touch and his awareness and his kind of his two-touch stuff at times. And he loves the tackle, he loves getting involved, which I'm all up for as well. And yeah, I just I just think at the moment it's his to his to lose. And I, I would expect him to start now for maybe the next few run of games. And I think Clark might have to wait for that Fulham game to come back in and get some minutes. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, the good thing, I guess, for Clark is that he's got the versatility. If if we wanted to rest Davis, which I'm not sure why we would, but Clark could go out there, as, as can Williams. It's a great problem to have, isn't it? You know, you've got fullbacks who can play either side and Leif Davis, who's who's just an assist machine. It's crazy, isn't it? Um, Bomber Harris, this is the kind of comment that I wouldn't have put up on the screen last season, but I can't not now, Bomber Harris. Paddy Power has got us evens to get promoted. There you go, <laughs> Seth. Wow. <laughs> I'm hoping that's true. Um I want. I wanted to mention this. This was. Um, there was some a lot. Of the, my list of things to talk about. Walking up the hill, a great pace. Uh, I think we've dealt with all the positive stuff. But the referee, Seb, um, Gary's asked, "What do you think the guys think about their player who crawled back on the pitch to stop the game?" That's why the subs were a little later. The seven minutes of added time, I think, was probably. Um, it could have been longer, actually, frankly. But yeah. I, I just. I can't fathom how the referee hasn't given any yellow cards tonight. Two yeah. fouls off the ball on Williams for a one. I think there's a fair shout. I did, the whole penalty shout was the opposite end. I couldn't call it. Um, we, me, I think, me and Mikey think it was. We, I, think, we away, I think that's the consensus. We got away with it? one. We got away with that one. Out, it balanced out Hutchinson a few minutes But then later. Hutchinson gets one, a clear-cut one as well. I, I thought the referee... I, it's it's annoying to have to talk about it after a 3-0, a, you know, a complete performance, a shutout at the other end, but thoughts on the referee i mean i haven't listened to the var audio yet but it's not a great time to be talking about officials is it it's not no make sure you go and listen to that that's certainly entertaining i listened to that before we before the game kicked off it's interesting you say that about the ref that shows the difference between being in the stadium and watching on telly because i thought he was all right to be fair i thought he seemed relatively competent i agree there's there's, he definitely should have been booking players there are a couple of cynical kind of tactical fouls that hull were doing in the first half that definitely should have been a uh should have been a yellow card but for whatever reason he chose not to make us he didn't make a single booking did he He got the i think i think the hutchison penalty one their player does get the ball but he comes in the wrong side of him and it's yeah for me that one was a penalty but equally I think the Brandon Williams one was as well so I didn't think he was that bad but maybe that's just my don't forget I don't get replays and stuff on, on what I'm yeah. watching I, I was on, on Sky Red button well, so there's no there's no like shocking I mean ignoring the penalties there's no shocking two-footed challenges that weren't penalized or anything like that but the, the I think the point I'm making the, the thing that frustrates me is if someone is fouled off the ball and it's blatant and clear and you give the foul what offence is it that isn't a yellow card? Do you yeah. see what I mean? It, yeah, yeah. It, it's unsporting like behaviour, or what? Someone in the will know the rules better than I do and can quote it. But if you are fouling your player off the ball, I, I just can't see how it isn't a yellow card. And you know, there was there were moments where Town got away with some little nasty challenges. I thought Hannes probably got might have got booking on halfway. You know, there's a few in there. Hurst's doesn't get any fouls. We talked about this before, haven't we? George yeah, Hurst doesn't get yeah. any protection whatsoever. Span his man um, to get run to run through on goal. He didn't get a, the guy didn't get a card either. I just kind of think tonight it didn't matter. But there's marginal moments there where a player on a yellow card who's facing up against Hutchinson Burns or whoever has to second guess themselves because there's a fear of a second book in there and the referee not taking action, not enforcing the rules properly. I think just gives you know. In a more marginal game, it might have mattered. I don't know, but you're quite right. Um, it nothing major. It's not cost us. It's just one of those things. No, I thought I, I thought he let annoyed the game, me. 
flow uh, did it clearly. I thought he let the game kind of flow at a, a pretty decent really? tempo. And I guess that kind of helped us without, yeah, in the first half, I thought he did. I thought he'd let, you know, he was clearly trying to play the advantage as much as he could. And then he would pull it back if there was no obvious advantage. Um, but but I thought I thought he did okay. But obviously, like I said, I wasn't there. So the, 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 the couple of silly, annoying tactical fouls Hull did on our players when we were breaking was really frustrating. And that definitely should have been yellows. And I see what you say in a bigger game, you know, that could have a, a knock on effect later on it with the result. But tonight, didn't who cares? Didn't yeah, matter. Who cares, Rich? Top Who of the cares? league. Um, uh, Michael, uh, he wants Kieran McKenna man of the match for how he sets up the team. I mean, that's a man given man, every week, man, isn't man it? Of, right now? Man of the millennium. Um, September manager of the month, do we think? Uh, when does that get awarded? Uh, yeah, it must be for him. Probably what Friday, isn't it? We just drew one, didn't we? Fifth, uh, fifth, uh, 13 points from 15 or something, wasn't it? I think he'll get it, won't he? We we'll, shall we'll, we'll see. Um, big question here from Matt. Is this our best team since Ooh. 2000, 2002? I mean, it's not um, a Premier League team yet. Yeah, so maybe yeah. if I rephrase the question, is it our best team since 99-2000? I think it has to be, doesn't it? I mean, that's, I don't think that's me being over the top. I mean, obviously, we saw under Royal, we had those teams that were kind of just outscoring everybody. But, you know, some of that that was more kind of gung-ho. And, yeah, I, I don't think we were as, as, as well coached or have such a strong identity maybe as we do now. I guess we had the Mick team in 14-15. I saw a thread, I think, on TWTD in the summer saying how many of this side would get into the Mick team. And there weren't many, to be honest with you. That was the overall consensus but now i think you look back and you just think right well yeah i mean this side is absolutely exceptional yeah i think it is is it is it better than the 90s it's hard to compare isn't it because football moves on so much you know i know it's only 24 years ago now christ we're getting old <laughs> uh, i know it's only 24 years ago but football does move on but yeah i mean if you were to sit there and do a combined 11 of the two i, I think it'd be pretty close to maybe being kind of almost 50 50 these days yeah, yeah. It's it. I mean, the <laughs> but John Johnson still starts up front. Obviously. Yeah, of course he does. Of course he does. Morsey Luongo versus Bajilton and Holland. That feels like a podcast in its own, isn't it? Um, <laughs> give us your thoughts on that one. We'll come back to that one. Uh, Clapham versus Davis. Oh man, there's some there's some choices. When there. you Richard. say the names, it makes it harder. Doesn't yeah, that's the it does problem? It, it, yeah, Richard Wright against Slagkey. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, but yeah, Jim. I mean, summing it up, I'm I'm 38. All right, don't boast. Some of us are a bit older, Jim. I'm joking. Um, I've seen Burley, I've seen Royal tonight, it was the best I've seen town play with the ball. We were phenomenal. That's high praise, isn't it? Well, we so. said, I, I said to Mikey at the start, I think it's probably our best 90 minutes under McKenna. Yeah, you, was the first agree? half was, uh, we, we were kind of debating, is that our best half of the season? Yeah. I mean, any half that where we play really well is better than last season because we're a division up, isn't it? Yeah. So in terms of just complete dominance, looking like we would score every time we went forward. You kind of mentioned the width that we had. I think yeah. Hull tried to make the pitch narrow. Um, it didn't work. Um, yeah, I kind of think overall, this is the the complete 90 minutes performance, isn't it? I think Stoke is, was up there, but Stoke had moments. I think that, um, Hull had a few bits and pieces, shots from range, free kicks for Twine, but it didn't feel like we were overly troubled at all. And I think this is probably our highest, yeah, strongest performance of the season, I think. Do we agree with that? I, I would personally. Yeah. I know we had some excitement in the in the Blackburn and the Cardiff games, but tonight yeah. we were in such control. And you've got to take into account who we played against. You know, I had this down as a a, a draw personally because Hull Tough were on one. a great yeah great run of form. Were they fifth before kickoff? And yep. I know two of their best players didn't didn't feature tonight in uh, Regan Salter and Ozan Tufan, um, but they were still you know eight games unbeaten, hadn't lost since that. 97th minute defeat at home to Norwich at the start of the season. They were a really good footballing side. And uh, yeah, I think that the level of the opposition therefore makes this a, a better performance than, than Stoke and Blackburn and and the like. 
Yeah, I concur. Totally concur with that. Um, keep your thoughts coming in as well. Um, we'll, we'll do. We'll finish off with a, a few bits and pieces of Preston. Obviously, we'll be back in more detail to talk about that Thursday night live at eight o'clock. Uh, Stuart makes a really valid point here as well. Do we need to shout out the physios for getting players like Davis back so quickly in seasons gone by? They'll be out for months. Yeah, that massive, isn't it? Um, and yeah, and the great that we can rotate players now and keep them fresh as well. But yeah, big shout out again. Davis is huge for us, isn't he? The way we play. So that's that's a big shout out there, Stuart. Says. Yeah, we, we all feared the worst, didn't we, at Hillsborough when he kind of went down and was subbed off a minute before half time, which was really concerning, thinking if he can't make it into the changing room for half time, this is a serious injuries and people are getting panicky and suddenly he's uh, he's back featuring next time out. So huge credit to the sports science guys. You know, we know the entourage of 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 kind of coaches and analysts and 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 physios that will follow our side all up and down the country. Brilliant work they do. And it pays off with nights like tonight when you can get a player like that back on the pitch and you can contribute to two assists. Yep, yep. Um, Mr. Diamond, do you think, not that Mr. Diamond, uh, do you think the impossible might happen and we go up to, well, let's not, we might go up to the premiership. I'm not, let's not answer that one. Let's, let's <laughs> let everyone make your own well, mind on you, that one. You, you joke about it, but well, let's say, let's say we beat Preston on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> and we go into the international break on 28 points. Shut That's up. probably, Shut you're probably up, only going to need another 40 to get sixth place, aren't you? So no. we would have to Look, have almost... There's the league table, Sev. <laughs> exactly. You'd have to have almost relegation form from that point onwards till the end of May, or to the start, uh, end of April, start of May, to finish outside the top six. So yeah, this 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 is now a thing. This is now oh, I plausible. I think I had him down for ninth in pre-season. I think you said 10th or something, you know, in pre-season. That's what we kind of figured it would be. I thought we'd flirt with the playoffs till March and then probably drop away as the natural order takes effect. But We've played two parachute sides. We've played established sides at this level. We've played footballing sides. We've played low block sides. We've played direct sides. Uh, we've played sides. Where we've been 2 nil up and we've let two goal leads slip. And no matter what is put in front of us, we answer it and we answer it in such superb style. So, yeah, this is a real thing now. There's, yeah, I'm getting excited. I know you'll rein me in like last season, well, but I'm starting, I'm starting to get excited thinking that the start we've given ourselves mean that we'd have to have a run of form that we've never seen under McKenna, even remotely, to kind of end up finishing outside the playoffs. And if you're in the playoffs, anything can happen. It's true. Let me put the league table back up there. If, if only just to illustrate the, fo- the point that uh, we play the same amount of games as the team in seventh and have nine more points than them. Um, so, yeah, there's already a buffer yep. to the teams outside the playoffs, even if there was a bit of a stutter, isn't there? But... Uh, yeah, it is, it is looking good and we can't ignore the facts. The league table cannot lie at this point. Um, so, yes, we will. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Um, I'm moving us on, moving us on. Um, uh, nobody, um, nobody um, says Leaf and Williams have to be amongst the top, uh, the top two fullbacks in the division. Um I can't think of any, uh, uh, it's because we don't watch a huge amount of other teams, do we? But it's difficult to think of other team, other fullbacks that jump out, Seb. Um, they were both exceptional tonight, weren't they? Yeah, absolutely superb. I mean, I guess you look at Leicester maybe in there, uh, what's he called, James, Justin, and yeah, a couple of players who will be kind of up there at the end of the season. But, but Davis is crucial to how we play, four assists already this season. I think the chat confirmed it was 14 last season, yeah. so he's going to double figures again. And I was pleased with Brandon Williams. I think that he's looked better the, the fitter he's got. I know we had a bit of a horror start against Leeds and then against Reading in the, in the, uh, the League Cup, but he's got better now he's stronger and fitter and yeah i think the shows used to lose now and as you said though at the start you know if they do drop out then we can bring in somebody of the quality of harry clark so that that competition for places all over the squad is absolutely superb 
Yep. Um, Jason making a really great point here. That is something that I definitely picked up on. Uh, like McKenna's tactics first half, press hard for 25 minutes, go into a low block while Hull, Hull get into the game for 10 minutes, then press again for the last 10. It was, yeah, we definitely managed it in phases, didn't we, Seb? Did you pick up on that on the on the TV? Was that obvious? Or did you feel that Hull, no, were, maybe, was... Hull were maybe getting back into it? I kind of think we let them get back into it, if that makes sense. I know that I sounds think... like a bit arrogant, but... No, I, I think you're exactly right. Chris Rand, I think, put it in Telegram as well, saying that it felt like, you know, 20 minutes of, of going at them, sit back, see what they could do as we kind of re-energize and look to go again and then finish that half strongly by pressing again. Yeah, I, th- I think that's exactly what the, the game plan was there. I, although they had a lot of the ball, other than that kind of instance when Delap kind of got the better of Edmondson when Edmondson recovered and he sticks out a leg and Donald Connolly, I think, put it wide. They didn't really threaten at all. I didn't think much tonight in that first half, to be honest. I think that was a result of that kind of game plan of go hard, chill for a bit, and then go hard again. Chill. Just have a chill out, chill, chillax, sit down. Um, Jules has said it. I've got to put him up on the screen. 100 points, 100 goals this season. Lol. He says lol at the end. You, you half well, the believe moment, it, that Jules. would be a disappointment. We're on 2.5 points per game, aren't we? So, yeah, that would be a bit what's of a the, drop What's the, the extrapolate on that? Yeah, I don't know. I'll get my calculator out. 4.6 times 2.5. Um, yeah, I, um, Adam, even the whole fans on Twitter were all saying we're the best. That's uh, not our words. That's that's whole fans saying 115 that, so. points. 115 what we're currently points. on target for <laughs> what about the goals. Work out the goals. Did you uh, did it come across on the TV? Hull, um, do you remember Portsmouth when we bashed Portsmouth 4-0, was it? I think um, under Cook. Um, and their home, the home support was we've chanting, we've got the ball, we've lost the ball. Hull started yeah. doing that up halfway well, through we, the, the second half. Did you hear it? Yeah, I was speaking about this with Mikey as well. They did the whole we have, we've had a shot thing, and Rosinia came out. I don't know if you saw it. Rosinia came out last week. And they did he come out? Did they, had a, they had a one-all yeah. draw, and he came out and said that maybe he has to educate the whole fans of how he wants Ooh. to play and stuff. Yeah, well, like Russell yeah, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's implemented this style, isn't he? It's, it's very, I saw one of those attacking graph things on Twitter earlier. We're very fast and direct and they were much more kind of slow and patient build up. He's kind of implemented that style. I mean, they were in a bit of a mess before he took over. So, you know, I, I think the sarcastic chants and the sarcastic cheers and stuff aren't going to help because, you know, even the most diehard way, though, isn't it? It is, yeah. But even, that, but. No, but I mean, they, they they kind of have to remember, it sounds arrogant, where they've come as well. You know, we're on this incredible run of momentum. And I think even the most diehard Hull fans probably wouldn't have expected them to rock up at Portman Road and dictate the game, would they? Mm. I, yeah, I quite like what he's doing, Rossini, there at Hull. But yeah, it is. There was points in the in the game where you kind of think, well, they're just passing for the sake of passing. And there's a point Stat where batting, yeah. they tried they tried to press us or, or tried to get a form an attack down our right hand side in the first half and did a passing triangle for about three three rotations of a passing triangle and basically then gave the ball away. And you kind of think, well, what's the point? You know, at least when we put our foot on the ball, we try to someone tries to make a movement off the ball and tries to find an angle and a space to do it. But it just kind of felt like at times kind of similar to Russell Martin's style that they just pass it for the sake of passing. It's kind of Lambert ball, isn't it? But yeah, I think Hull will be, you know, there or thereabouts to, you know, to have a cliche. Um, and as do you, you think, said, I think they'll drop away. I don't think they'll finish in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I don't think we can judge too much on tonight. The fact they were fifth before going into the, it's, it's not a huge amount of teams that massively impress me or are consistent at the moment. Um, so that might work in their favour. Who knows? But yeah, I, I like what Rossini is trying to do there. But yeah, not not for everyone, I'm sure. Um, 
We'll finish off with a few bits and pieces. If you want to give us your thoughts for the team ahead of Preston as well, um, we will do that before we say goodnight. There's still plenty of you here, so we'll stick around for a, some extra time um, and get your thoughts as well. Anything else, Seb, that you wanted to... Have we gone through the results of the rest of the league tonight? Should we do that? We right? haven't. No, not yet. No, we've done the table, but not the results. Um, shall I do my James Alexander Gordon impression? Do your, your best impression. Um, Birmingham City 4, Hull, uh, Huddersfield 1. Wow, 4-1. So Darren Moore back down to earth. Um, who did that? I didn't press that. That's impressive. I've got magic powers. Um, Birmingham 4, Huddersfield 1. Yeah, you, were you, did you see that one come in after Saturday? I thought Huddersfield no, quite they, good. Yeah, and Birmingham dropped off a little bit recently. But yeah, I guess I don't know if there's been any kind of red cards. I'm not sure. That, that's, that's a bit of a shock one. Um, Ipswich Town 3, Hull City 0. Uh, Middlesbrough 2, Cardiff City 0. The uh, Middlesbrough resurgence continues there, doesn't it? Um, yeah, the you... 3 on the bounce down. Cardiff have played well. Cardiff, since we beat them, had won like 3 or 4 in a row. And two or three of those were without Aaron Ramsey as well. So yeah, that's a, that's a bit of a, a bit of a shock going into it, considering the the situation both clubs found themselves in, but Middlesbrough now are starting to get into groove. I think that's three on the bounce, isn't it? It's three on the bounce. Yeah. Up to 16th. They are um, Plymouth, Neil Millwall too. the Plymouth oh, home weird. form. Plymouth were amazing at home. Oh, that's weird. Easy, Strange. easy. Yeah, weird. Um, and these are latest scores, but they did end that way. Stoke, um, Neil, that's kind of a, that was a bit of a P45 derby, that one, isn't it? Southampton, uh, again, maybe a little bit of resurgence there, two wins on the bounce for them, and maybe things starting to click. And West Brom also starting to click as well. Um, they are, where are they? Or maybe I've, or maybe I've lying about, well, yeah, West Brom are fifth. Um, two wins on the bounce for them as well. So West Brom coming into a bit of form. Um, there's the league table as well. Again, I didn't click that. So Mikey's the ghost of Mikey still there. But yeah, look who's top of the league, Seb. Uh, albeit for. 24 hours. Who have Leicester got tomorrow, do we know? they got Preston. Preston oh! got ahead of the week. They've got, oh, they're away at Leicester tomorrow night and they're away at us on Saturday. So after being pumped 4-0 by West Brom uh, last weekend, so they've got a hell of a week. So hopefully they'll do us a favour and uh, and we can go into the weekend's game still top of the table. Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's exciting at the moment, isn't it? And <laughs> wouldn't it be great to sign off the, this week with... Um, yeah, with a win to, for the international break as well. But um, yeah, think growing great guns. Um, so I was going to ask about the speedway. Thank you, Zorak. If you want to, if I've put it up on the screen, apologies. Brilliant. If you don't really want to know the score, look away now or l- cover your ears or, or rewind time. Yeah, or file, yeah, pause the video. Um, Ipswich thrashing Sheffield at Foxall, eighteen points to go up north. Hopefully, we don't blow it this time. Nearly did it at Bell- Bellevue. That was quality. But yeah, excellent. Um, Jason going for harness for man of the match. Me too. Um, Here's Tim. We can drop 40 points and still probably get top <laughs> two. Um, yeah, well, I maybe let's not do that, Tim, and let's keep winning, eh? I quite like the winning winning mentality. Um, John Uffie, don't forget Hull, the only team to beat Leicester at their place yes. so far this season. Yep. Um, evening to Romeo, just got home. How good are we? Brilliant control performance. Totally agree with that. Um, and Mike was off to work. Great show, guys. Time for work. See you next time. Appreciate that. Um, Seb, any last thoughts? I, I can put the stats up just to confirm the... Yeah, uh, let's the have a look and see what dominance. The, the dominance was. Well, actually, you'd be surprised. The stats don't suggest utter dominance. But they were stat padding a bit, weren't they? Like you said, there was lots of passing it around. So that boosted boost their possession stats. Uh, two of our goals were kind of outside the area or edge of the area, which kind of reduces the XG. So actually the expected goals is only marginal difference. Possession 50-50, but total shots. Well, total shots. Well, I, this doesn't paint a... The, I, I can't... <laughs> words. How, how have they had two big chances? And we I can't... We haven't contrived <laughs> one. Yeah. This, uh, have I got the right game? Is this the Wolves game? Let me... Get, they, had let me more the, short, they had more passes. Okay. That's, uh, let me yeah, double that's check. Strange. I mean, the attacking momentum graph, which I bloody love... 
um, tells a different story. But the stats, the stats suggest the game was quite close. It was not close, no. folks. It if was... you showed me that and it said 70% possession us, five, six more shots than us, three XG or four more on target than us. Yeah. yeah, big chances for us to them none i wouldn't be surprised that the yeah they're they're, they're they're a surprise those stats yeah so what what the, what you can take away from tonight folks is you can use stats to explain anything um and sometimes stats lie um, and tonight is a case in point and um, thank you everyone, for joining in um the chat has been excellent the numbers have, have peaked right now so we'll do a bit of final summing up before we say goodbye but thank you to everyone who's being nice burns man of the match for john um, Andrew Gaskin, best performance from town in years. Um, here's Aaron. There's a video on Twitter of an Ed Sheeran sing-along in the changing room. Yeah, he was up in, oh, the, brilliant. in his box at full time. Thank have you, you seen David. Him, have you seen him pulling pints in church? Yeah, I need to watch that properly. Uh, thank you, David, for your super chat as well. It's not too late if you want to do likewise and give us a thumbs up on YouTube as well. If you're listening to this after the fact on podcast, we appreciate you as well. Do give us a five-star review if you can. We do appreciate that too. Uh, thank you to David. He hashtag believes you've got to do that. Um, gotta believe. Um, otherwise, what what we're we here for? Um, cheers to Jules. Um, Telegram group is uh, superb. He's saying, um, do join us in Telegram. Yeah, the, the the match day chat comes into its own on nights like this. It, the debate will continue until I shut it down and move everyone back to the main Ipswich Town group. But also, we mentioned our live event. Apologies. Uh, after Saturday, we won't have to talk about it, so you don't worry about it. But we would love to see folk, especially if imagine if we come off the back of a win and not a one-one draw on Saturday, and we all <laughs> commune in BTs after straight after the game, and then have a, a natter with Luke Chambers about the the game as well. So do come and join us. You can still get get your tickets. Blue Monday ITFC uk to get your tickets um and if you join the telegram group on trial um the promo code is in there and we'll be none the wiser anyway so you can get yourself a bit of a discount but it's only a tenner um, and we're really excited for that M most of the team are going to be there ben dave will be there seb and i will be there i think it's craig and joe where we've got question marks but um they will be there in spirit won't they um maybe, i don't know what that means so yeah do come and join us if you haven't got your tickets i don't know where i'm going with this it's been a long night mate i've run up the i've run up the road I'm, i need to have a drink it's all over um, at your age to be fair and yeah it's difficult it's difficult um and yeah pre-match back on thursday we will do a flagship show as well the the live event won't be recorded but we will do a um we will do a flagship show it'll probably be me in the host chair um so we'll be back on sunday and yeah zora we won't be um we won't be streaming the live event unfortunately we want to make sure we give value to money for our uh, for our ticket holders and we want to make sure that yeah it's a self-contained thing and i'm not sure we can guarantee the quality of the recording either um ian sums up the game pretty well said never laid a glove quite agree with that yeah um and ah, oh, missing the live show for mrs w's bring, birthday bring, her along. Said, no, bring it along happy birthday in advance for saturday um but yeah why not get her a ticket for it um that will be great um seb uh your summings up of ipswich three hull nil an exceptional performance, one of the best we've seen against a side that came into the game in superb form. Brilliant from start to finish all over the pitch. Chuff for the players that haven't featured as much recently like Harness and Edmondson. And yeah, bring on Preston at the weekend and let's go into the international break on 28 points from 11 games, which sounds mental. <laughs> uh, let's have a like spike says George yeah please give us the thumbs up before we before we press the outro button uh, thank you everyone who's joining the chat thank you for everyone's insights your man's the man's of the match bloody hell mate I need a drink um 
And thank you to Mikey as well for manning uh, things before I turn up as well. Um, on the night that Ipswich Town returned to the top of the championship uh, with a 3-0, a comfortable 3-0 victory over Hull. Goals from Wesley Burns, Connor Chaplin and Marcus Arnest. This relentless Ipswich Town team is not stopping anytime soon, hopefully. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And we will see you for the pre-match show on Thursday. Come on, you blues! It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.